Next on BYU Sports Nation, call it magic, call it true. What does BYU basketball need to accomplish this season to make it truly magical? Yoli Childs is in studio. What BYU needs to do to return to the NCAA tournament. Plus, does the BYU football offense have enough playmakers? Which national writer questions it? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, May 31st, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Vuvuzela specialist Jerem Jordan. I had a Vuvuzela before they were all the rage in the 2010 World Cup uh, in South Africa. Uh, My uncles had one. And they gave it to me, and I was like, I don't even know what this is. So I had one a long time ago, and I'd, it's, it's hard to use. But when you have like 60,000 people using them, it's pretty awesome. Now, Nick Robinson did not choose to use it, although he looked like he was using it, in the celebratory Twitter video. I would recommend that the next time BYU has huge use, that he tries to use it. It's, it's a wonderful instrument. What happened to your Vuvuzela? Uh, I broke it on accident. <laughs> it was very cheap. <laughs> I remember I remember during the World Cup, was it 06 with Landon Donovan in Algeria? Is that 06? 2010. That was 2010? So, yeah, I think I broke it during that game in excitement. Oh, understandably. Yeah. Understandably. Or in frustration the next round. Now, you're pretty good at mimicking instrument sounds with your mouth. Can you do a Vuvuzela mm, sound? Is that it? I don't know. Sounds like a foghorn on a ship. <laughs> We'll work on that one. Yeah. Your best is still the trumpet, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's It's got to okay, be the trumpet. <laughs> it's a skill, man. Yes. Yes. It's a skill. I'm really sad that Cinco de Mayo was not on a weekday. We have two sombreros. And we, we have, have your trumpet. voice. Yeah. Did you know there's air guitar world championships, by the way? Like people go up there and they just act like they're playing? Yes. Yes, that's, I did know that's that. That's really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> they would do that. Like in Finland? How do you decide? Something? Here's today's show lineup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy shredded. Yoli Childs. Uh, the jury's still out on whether he can air guitar or not. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll ask him that. We'll We're going to take a deep dive into his return with him here in Studio B. And does BYU football have enough playmakers on offense to be successful? Which national writer questioned it? Plus, Ricky Fantroy Jr. of BYU Track and Field. He is one of 22 Cougars headed to nationals. This is how we do your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. Hey, 24 hours later, it's just as awesome. Yoli Childs of BYU Basketball held a news conference yesterday announcing his return to BYU Basketball for his senior season. You know... I'm going to be able to be a pro for a really long time, but I only have one more year to do something special here. And I owe it to this school. I owe it to these guys over here, my teammates, to come back and do something amazing. And I just want to go all out and make something special happen for BYU. And what qualifies as special? More on that in a moment. Plus, Yoli, again, will join us in Studio B in about 15 minutes. The West Coast Conference men's basketball matchups are are out. BYU will play Santa Clara at home once. 
Pacific on the road once, and the other seven teams twice, home and road, which is part of a 16-game conference slate. This is year two of this. Basically, it's Gonzaga wanting to fill two other games that will boost their RPI and NCAA tournament seating. Not that the Zags really need it. Uh, well, they, I, I feel like they did it because they want it. Right. Yeah. Well, they do whatever they want. because. Yeah, but it's the difference between the best being the a three seed and a one seed, right? Okay. It could also potentially help BYU. Mary Lake of BYU Women's Volleyball named the Team USA Volleyball Nation's 14-player roster for the upcoming matches against South Korea, Germany, and Brazil. These matches will take place June 4th through the 6th in Lincoln, Nebraska, back on home soil. Maybe Jalen Reyes will be there, who is part of the Nebraska women's staff. And has been on the uh, tour, by the way, with the collegiate team with Heather Olmstead. So, kind of cool connection there. And on the men's side, the Volleyball Nations League roster includes Captain Taylor Sander. Jake Langlois is there. Number two USA playing number one Brazil in Poland right now. USA lost the first set to Brazil 25-22. Taylor Sander started the set and uh, had five swings in the set. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Yo Lee Childs has his sights set on doing something unforgettable for BYU basketball next season, the type of stuff that would really solidify his legacy. First and foremost, to be a magical year, we got to give it all we got every day. I want to look back at the end of this year and, uh, be able to look in the mirror and have no regrets and say I, I laid it all out there every single game, every single practice. Uh, my teammates and I pushed each other every single day. But what sticks with me when it comes to that magic is that feeling when uh, when BYU was on top a couple years back, when they were making those tournament runs and there was Jimmer Mania and all those things and there was just imagining and excitement here in Provo and I want to bring something like that back here. Yoli Child's not messing around when he brings up Jimmer Mania well then. and Magical. Jerem, what does BYU basketball need to accomplish this season to make it truly magical? Okay, when we found out that Yoli Childs was coming back, immediately the thought was, okay, is this an NCAA tournament team? And you and I yesterday discussed, yes, this is an NCAA tournament team. This is a team that can, and we believe will, make the big dance. But the word magical invokes something more to me. Perhaps that means win a game in the tourney. Maybe two? I wouldn't expect it, but that would be magical, right? That probably means you're a single-digit seed, unless you're a 12 and you're the one that upsets a 5 and you go on from there, right? Uh, Another thought, win a championship? Regular season has been Gonzaga's. Twice in the last, I don't know, well, while BYU's been in the league, St. Mary's has won and upset Gonzaga in Vegas. That would be magical, given that BYU hasn't won one, a tourney championship since 01. Producing a conference player of the year would be a magical thing as well. BYU's always done that a couple times. Kyle Collinsworth most recently. Um, and it took a bunch of triple doubles. So I think magical would be one of those things. And, and the most likely thing to me would be BYU goes to Vegas and they take down Gonzaga and they do what St. Mary's did last year. And they get an auto bid and they get a decent seed and, and they get there. And if they win, fantastic. Honestly, right now, getting to the NCAA tournament would be just fine. Yeah, the Cougars end a 19-year drought and win a conference tournament championship. 19 yes. years? That would qualify as magical. That's almost two decades, people. That's a bunch crazy. Of, a bunch of missionaries going, I've never seen a basketball tournament title. No, they're not saying that. BYU's never won any West Coast Conference championship of any sort. So, yes, magical would qualify as doing something they have not done. They've been in the league how many years now? Seven going on eight? They don't have any West Coast Conference title to speak of. And I know they're playing with the likes of Kansas and 
Duke because that's what the caliber of team that Gonzaga is, but BYU doesn't have any type of title. So that, if they can pull that off, would qualify as magical. And the tournament's easier than the regular season. A regular season title is a 16-game tournament. Especially now, because if you're one of the top two seeds, you only have to win two games. Ask St. Mary's about it this year when yes. they beat Gonzaga. Yes, so be the two seed. You're right, win two games. And St. Mary's took an NCAA tournament appearance days. because they won the conference tournament championship. So that alone, to me, you win in Vegas and clinch your spot in the NCAA tournament, leaving the whole at-large conversation out of the picture because you're locked in. That would qualify as magical. This is kind of like Yoli Childs to BYU basketball is, is in my mind, kind of like Zach Wilson to BYU football in beating Utah. Like if Zach Wilson if it beats happens, Utah, you remember that? It's leg- legacy type stuff. He's the quarterback that ended the losing streak. Like Yoli, Jake, TJ, and company right. beat Gonzaga in Vegas. And yes. Finally got that yes. monkey off BYU's Yeah. Game. Yoli awesome. came back. BYU ended their yeah. four year absence from the NCAA tournament. You got to do something you haven't done in a very long time. Okay, now when Dave Rose took over the program, uh, he wasn't very senior heavy. But the second year he Mm -hmm. was, and they went to the dance, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has six seniors on this year's squad. The last time BYU had six seniors on the roster, that season, 06-07, BYU made the NCAA tournament. I don't think. Well, well. It doesn't mean you have six seniors, you make the tournament. But what it means is you have... Guys that have been around, guys that know how to play the game, guys that have stayed with the program, right? So I love it. It's pretty interesting and hopefully not a coincidence. I love it. Now to topic two. Did Yoli Childs increase or decrease his opportunity to get drafted in the NBA by staying for a senior season? I think there's really only one direction he can go, and that is up because of the staff that is here to try and help develop him and have challenged him to be the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year, or helped kind of incite that fire within him. Mark Pope helped Kyle Collinsworth, and Mark Pope helped Brandon Davies. In fact, Brandon told us that on this show, that he, he believes he owes a lot of him even getting a shot in the NBA to Mark Pope, knowing what to do, who to talk to, who to train with, all of that stuff. So I think there's only one direction to go, and that is up. The age concern isn't really there for Yoli because he's, he's 21. 21, yeah. yeah. He'll be 22 in January. He's not old. I mean, he's not 18, but 22 is he's, yeah, no. still plenty young. He didn't go on a mission and redshirt. And, yeah, to good. make a name for yourself in sure. a pro- professional basketball league. So I think that he has increased his draft stock or his just his overall pro stock it's not only about the nba he'll be a better pro because he came back to work with mark pope i think we believe that this staff is better equipped to develop talent than the previous ones they had their strengths i think that one of the strengths of this staff is more down that direction sure more more down that line we'll talk to you only in a sec what influence did that have on this decision right i think it's potential increase i think good players on good teams get noticed more than good players on non-good teams. So if BYU is a good team and they're in the dance and they make a run and they do something magical, the relevance factor weighs into how much you know a guy. Did we all know John Morant's name uh, before the tourney? Not writ, right. Murray State, he makes a bunch of threes. He's dunking on guys. It's like, oh, John Morant, second pick. Like, 
the relevance factor really matters. And if Yoli Childs was the best player on a team that won a game or two in the NCAA tournament, took down Gonzaga, right? Jordan Ford got out there with St. Mary's when they won the uh, West Coast Conference tournament. He did you, something special in when the national spotlight was on. Yes, you get your name out there, okay? And like you said, he's 21, he's young, he didn't go on a mission, he didn't redshirt, right? So he's he's just fine. And like he said, the opportunities that were there internationally – are probably going to be there next year. So why not leave a legacy? And like I mentioned yesterday, statistically, and perhaps he doesn't care about this, but guys like uh, Greg Rubel and I care about stuff like this, this guy's going to be the all-time leading rebounder, top five in points and top three in blocks. I mean, we're talking about an all-timer in BYU history. Plus, he's just good. We want to watch him play. We want to see BYU be their best selves. And with the addition of Jake Toulson and the only child's, we are excited. Rewind three months ago to how we felt about BYU basketball. Do we have to? Oh, it was bad. And now we're all juiced. And one thing that Yoli can do and acknowledged is, hey, I've got to be better defensively. Yeah. This is what he had to say yesterday at his press conference about defense. For this team this year, obviously the ultimate goal is to make the tournament and make a run. Uh, my ultimate individual goal is going to be the defensive player of the year in this conference. And I think that's very possible. And uh, that's what I have my individual sight set on. The dude's very athletic. He's he's got the post game. He can't he he can be a good shooter from the outside. I think he's got to increase his percentage. He increased by I think one percent last year. If he goes up five percent, that's a big thing. But the defense, yeah, that can be a game changer for him uh, next year when he's looking to go pro. He's clearly athletic enough to be an elite shot blocker, and we know he's a good rebounder. But he wants to get better on-ball defense, and be that much more versatile. I like it. I love the ambition. Why not? Come out, state the goal, great. I'm, I'm all for it. Let's go topic three. The West Coast Conference released their men's basketball conference matchups yesterday. BYU will play once against Santa Clara, that game in Provo. So, again, BYU is not going back to Santa Clara, where they have had great success. And BYU will play at Pacific in Stockton, like they did this year and held on and won a really close game. BYU will face the other seven WCC teams, both at home and on the road, two matchups apiece. Jaron, what's your reaction to BYU's conference matchup schedule specifically? One game against Santa Clara, one against Pacific. I think it's good. I wish BYU could play Santa Clara twice. The Cougars are 16-1. and one They've owned them. The Broncos in the West Coast, 16-1. and one. Are you kidding me? Um, only three of those 17 decided by double digits, by the way. By single digits, sorry. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back years of one game with Santa Clara. Um, BYU's 4-2 and two at Pacific as co-league members. Three of those four decided by seven or fewer. So that's been a kind of tougher game, right? BYU's lost a couple of those. The matchup details, by the way, are based on a 16 home-and-away opponents for the upcoming season. They have a formula of two years ago RPI, last year net, uh, tournament conference seedings, and then a spring survey of the league's 10 head coaches. I would love to know what went into that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad BYU's playing Portland twice. That's good. BYU's always going to play Gonzaga and St. Mary's twice. Always. Which is good. I think it's fine. I would love to play Santa Clara twice because those, are, those have been two wins. Uh, I was kind of hoping that BYU would only play San Diego once and it would be in Provo. <laughs> they lost a couple guys. They lost Olin Carter the third. They right. lost Pinheiro. Like, they're not, I don't feel like they're going to be the same group. Now, I feel better about BYU playing at Pacific in a one-off than I did last year about BYU playing at Pepperdine in a one-off because yes. Firestone Although, Fieldhouse has been a weird place for BYU to play. Last year, BYU took care of business in these non-Big Three, the non-St. Zagas. Yeah, I like it. I just like that BYU has two more opportunities to schedule RPI-boosting games. 
Yes, and I would say that this schedule is really solid. And we know 11 of the 15, I guess, it, yeah, 15 non-conference games still waiting on the four, according to Cody Figure. They're figuring that out. They've got a good schedule. I'd, even if those are four or bozos, it's going to be a good sure. schedule. And the advantage is you can make both of those games home games if you can work it out, right? You can make all four of those. Yeah. Right, and all four of those. I'm saying the two conference games where you are granted oh, back. Sub it. Yeah, yeah. You, you could make sure. those both home games if it works out. Yeah. Our question of the day on BYU basketball. What do the Cougars need to accomplish this season to make it truly magical? This is Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Here we go. At Grizzfather on Twitter. Truly magical would be a sweet 16 oh. or further run in the big dance. Oh, Put yeah. on those blue goggles and hop aboard the tourney train. Oh, that'd be incredible. Blue goggle alert. No doubt. Listen, alert. I'll take one blue win in the NCAA alert. tournament. Blue I really will. Alert. I'll take an NCAA tournament appearance. Yeah. I, but is it magical? I, I think I doing think, something you haven't done in a long time would feel magical. It would. Yeah. It would. Coming up, does BYU football have enough playmakers on the offense? Plus, Yoli Childs in Studio B. How would he define a magical season? Let's ask him next. I'm sure it's magical. Look at that thing. For sure. Wow. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us Tuesday, June 18th for BYU Football Media Day. BYU TV and BYU Radio have complete coverage featuring programs like the State of the Program, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, a look back at BYU's impact in college football's 150th season, web chats, radio programming as well. Tuesday, June 18th, BYU Football Media Day. Live from Studio B on a Friday, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and we welcome in a third man on the desk in Studio B. We are thrilled to do so. Yoli Childs, the 2020 WCC Defensive Player of the Year. We're calling it now, man. Yes, Let's get after it. Let's it's great, go. It's great to state a goal and just go from there. But what? Uh, welcome back. It doesn't feel like you left. <laughs> Maybe emotionally we were letting you go. But, uh, yeah, obviously you went into it yesterday. But when did you start to think about the possibility of coming back? Um, honestly, it was always in the back of my mind. Um, I didn't know how big of a possibility it was. Uh, I think when you're going through the process of working out for NBA teams, you got to be all in. You got to let them know you're all in because um, you won't be taken as seriously if they think that you're coming back. So it was always in the back of my mind, the idea of coming back, getting my degree, doing something special. So uh, I didn't know how likely it was going to be, but after seeing everything that's going on uh, with the program and seeing this coaching staff and seeing my guys working their butts off, uh, it, it definitely became more of a reality. So they influenced you as well. It wasn't necessarily just you making the decision. You saw them and thought, hey, maybe I want to be a part of that. For sure. For sure. When was the specific flipping point? Was there a moment? If so, when, when was that? Uh, I don't think it was a moment. It was more of a process. Um, it was a process of really thinking about where my values are, you know, and – uh, especially last year as a 20-year-old 20, 20 kid. Uh, turning down a lot of money was hard. Right now as a 21-year-old, turning down a lot more money was hard. <laughs> um, but I had to realize that's not what it's about, you know, and that BYU is such a special place, and I love this place. Like, I love this place so much. And even I remember last time I was on here saying, like, this is a hard decision. Like, it was so hard uh, 
to think about leaving this place. And when I talk about Cougar Nation, how much I love them, I mean it. Like, I'm here to just do something special and sell out for this for this city, for this fan base, for my teammates. And like I said yesterday, I'm going to be a pro for a long time. I know that, but this is my last chance to, to do something with these guys. I think that a lot of people are excited because it's you, of course, but because you were kind of the third of three mm-hmm. leading scores in a row and the first two decided to go pro mm-hmm. and you came back. So there's kind of this uh, extra emotion perhaps from that. But I know, I know you have some thoughts on, on Eric Mika and uh, Elijah Brandt that you want to yeah. mention. Yeah. Cougar Nation, I love you guys. Please, please stop giving so much crap to Eli and Eric. Those are two of the greatest guys in the world. Uh, they made great decisions for their families, uh, for their futures. And when there's the next guy at BYU and they're putting their name in the draft, thinking about leaving, uh, telling them, don't be an idiot like Eric, doesn't do any good. It doesn't help. So uh, just show love to those guys and everything they did for this program. And uh, those guys are like brothers to me. And yeah. And, and let's be honest, if BYU had more guys that went early to the draft, and were, and perhaps because they weren't drafted, there's some frustration, like, wait, why wouldn't you just stay, right? Yeah. I, I get that part of it, but yeah. Uh, and hopefully BYU does have a one-and-done at some point that gets drafted. That'd be great. Well, that's a good situation to be in because that means you have great players yeah. in the program, a right? two-and-done, sure. a three-and-done, whatever. Yeah, and you yourself were in that situation where you could have been two-and-done, three-and-done, but here you are. And you said yesterday you want to do something special and magical. And we've been asking BYU Sports Nation to define that. What is that to them? Everyone's got a different opinion. What is it to you? Uh, to me, it's, it's kind of like what Coach Postman was saying uh, when they asked him, what are you, you going to do? What's the goal? And he said, whatever you think is impossible, that's what we want to do. And I feel the same way. Whatever you think is too high of a goal, that's what we're shooting for. Can we talk about what those are? Go ahead. The final four, right? Let's do it. Like, like the final four is the, would be the crown jewel of this program. Or a national championship. Or I a don't national know. championship. Yeah. The, like, I'd if, set up what, for a yeah. final four, if, if, it's un, if, if, if it's unrealistic and people are telling you it's stupid and that you can't do it, then you probably have the right goals. Sure. You know? sure. Brian Logan likes to say, if you reach your goals, they weren't high enough. Yeah, which, exactly. which is interesting. Exactly. And, and Gonzaga in the league. How about we start with winning a West Coast Conference championship For when sure. Gonzaga is in the league? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this group seems like it's a group that obviously we've talked about the seniors, and you pointed out during the break. Hey, there are eight: Evan Troy and Taylor Meyer. So eight. our bad. There are eight seniors. Um, you bring in Jake Toulson. This is a group that uh, a couple years ago we thought, okay, we can build with it. The... Now these guys are seniors, so whatever you thought was possible is is perhaps possible because it's your last season. Does that weigh into all this? Okay, it's my last season for, all, for, sure. for that group. For sure. Uh, for a lot of guys, it's, this is my last season being on a team. You know, For a lot of guys, it's my last season in college, and uh, there's something special about that, uh, something special about just willing to sell out to win games. Like, <laughs> no senior cares how many points they score. They don't. Every senior just wants to win and have team success because it's their last go-around. Uh, at, at the most magical place in the world, the BYU. You know, it goes BYU then Disneyland. BYU then Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. So the seniors are just ready to to go out and play for each other and uh, to play for this university. Other than your wife, who did you tell next that you were staying at BYU? Oof. Um, I think my guy Tim Davis. He's he's helped me so much with this process. Uh, 
so yeah, he's he's been kind of a rock for me there. Uh, someone that I can confide in. So probably my wife, Tim. Uh, my mom's been a huge part of this process, and then the coaching staff. So what did the coaching staff do? How did you tell them, and what was the reaction? Yeah, so um, I just told them that I was ready to to come back. I was pretty straight up about it, but I told them I want to be challenged every single day. You know, I want to be. I want to be coached harder than anyone you've ever coached before. I want to be coached harder than anyone on the team. I want to be challenged every day to get better. And it was funny. We actually had a, one of the rooms in the coach's office. It said test in progress the whole day. I was like, what is going on? I was like, no one's taking a test. And no one's taking a test right now. So they go open the door. They got confetti, balloons, everything. It was hilarious. So, it's like the conference yeah, room, no, right? Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. So and it was a good. Yep, we got some video of it. That's There's where it is. You can see the confetti on the, the ground, streamers. Yeah. Oh man. So <laughs> it was. It was funny. They hit up Zerchers so hard there. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was good. It was great. <laughs> uh, with this group uh, during the summer um, and, and this coaching staff. Um, the previous coaching staff certainly had their strengths. Mm-hmm. I feel like this coaching staff has more playing experience, obviously. Chris Burgess went all over the world. Like, once a year, he would just go to a different place. Obviously, Mark Pope played in the NBA and in the CBA. What role did that play in terms of, okay, player development? These guys can get me to the level they were at. Yeah, first off, I just want to say I love the previous coaching staff. You know, they did amazing things. They did amazing things for me. Coach Rose just gave me an amazing opportunity coming in as a freshman. I remember when I was being recruited by him, he said, I can't promise you anything other than a fair chance. And, and that was huge. And he instilled confidence in me, instilled confidence in the guys. Um, I loved Coach Lacombe, who recruited me. That whole staff was unbelievable, and I'm so grateful for them and everything they've done for my career. But this new coaching staff definitely has a huge emphasis on player development, and that's huge. I think uh, all four guys that are on staff right now, that's kind of all their specialties. And that's really unique at the college level to have four different coaches that can really help you work on your game individually. And I think it's going to be huge because they can spread out and work very intimately with each player on the team, and I think it's going to be huge. Do you BYU? work on uh, half-court shots with Nick Robinson ever? Is that a oh, thing? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, he's he actually he's got game, though. <laughs> he does. He really does. This staff has legit game. Right? Oh, he's in crazy shape. I was so surprised. He's like, he could play college basketball right now. Nick could? He'd, oh, he'd be fine. What about the others? Half court, they'd be great. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cody can shoot. Yeah, he can Chris shoot. Chris Burgess can play. So, so he can play. I don't, know about, I don't know about Mark. I'm sure he, he's a. He's got yeah. a good jump hook and a drop step. I'm sure he, he would will himself to be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, no yeah, doubt. He, he, he he's play. that guy. We, he he oh, can motivate sure. himself for sure. We saw him shoot sure. the other day, and I thought, sure. yeah, maybe half court. Yeah. 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 Half court, they'd be great. <laughs> Coach Robinson, he's good to go. Wow. BYU senior Yoli Childs with us. That kind of on feels BYU weird. Sports station. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Well, we didn't think you were coming back, so we never thought we'd it's, say those words. Great. He's yeah, a BYU great. senior. You mentioned you want to be the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year. You block a lot of shots. You grab a lot of rebounds. You make plays. What has to change specifically for you to be the guy that is the best defender in the league? Uh, I, I think that's what's really going to take my game to the next level and help me take this team to the next level. And it's just going to be intensity. You know, just raw intensity on the defensive end, flying around, making plays, guarding multiple positions, being able to guard the the man coming off the ball screen as well as guarding a ball screen uh, from the big perspective, just being versatile and playing hard every single possession. Is that an effort thing or is defense a an acquired skill? I think it's both. 
there's there's a couple different kinds of defenders. Some defenders get by by being super quick. Some get by by being really long, athletic, and some get by by being really smart. So uh, I hope to come in and be a pretty long defender, uh, fairly quick defender, but a really smart defender, uh, and be able to get in my positions and be in the right spots to make plays. Does this mean on the perimeter specifically that you would need to guard uh, more of a guard type as opposed to who you typically pick up? Yeah, I think it'll be both. Um, I think the way the NBA is going, there's a lot of guys like Draymond's and P.J. Tucker's that will guard the post. So I'm sure I'll be guarding centers at times, but uh, being able to switch is going to be huge. Uh, Being able to have lineups where we switch a lot of ball screens and uh, depending on matchups, guarding a three, a two, or a one uh, to start the game or to close the game. Yeah, and you brought up a point that is real, and I like real talk. It's hard to turn down a lot of money and good opportunities to play basketball and get paid to do it, especially when you're like, you want me. You want me so much you're going to pay me this much money to play basketball. So which professional venture was the most difficult for you to turn down? Um, probably uh, the Korean team. They're, uh, they have a pretty solid league. Um, I've heard the environment there is great. Oh, I know. I lived yeah. there for two years, Yoli. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. My bad. I got to do no, my no, research. No, I will come he, he visit you, you if you do yeah, end up at do any my, point in the future. Research. If you're in Korea at any point in the future, I will make a trip out to visit you. Yeah, there, there was a player in my uh, that was signed with my same agent who played there for a year, got MVP of the league, came to the Thunder, signed a three-year deal. So uh, it's not a bad league. Uh, the money's really good. So uh, that was exciting, but... I'm more excited about being here for sure. Okay, riddle me this. The rules changed in terms of get, if you don't get an invite to the combine and you can de- sign an agent, but you don't, whatever, blah, blah. There were new rules this year. If these rules aren't in place this year, do you come back to BYU or did the rules play uh, a factor because you had more time to think about it? Um, first off, the rules make no sense. <laughs> they I'm, don't. They're confusing. They're, they're all over the place. <laughs> They've changed probably five times in the last year you actually if so this is like nobody knows this i didn't even know this until like a couple weeks ago but if you go to the combine they said that you could go through the draft and come back right if you you get invited yeah you did not and then the nba guys were like no we're not doing that so they had to go and change it so even the guys that went to the combine had to choose by may 29th so it's stuff like that where it's changing like crazy Uh. it's super confusing uh, even college coaches, some agents, people don't really know. So that's yeah. not good. Yeah, it's not good. I yeah. was a little confused when it I saw a guy like, the like uh, Namiya Keta, Utah yeah. State. He got invited to the combine, uh-huh. so I'm like, why is he announcing now if he doesn't have yeah. to? Well, now I know why. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, they got to figure that out. Well, regardless of the confusing rules, I'm glad that you had the time to go through that process and yes. still be able to make it. Yes. Is your wife playing volleyball at Utah Valley University, by the she way? She is. Okay. Oh, nice. so, okay. So we got two seniors playing this year. It's going to be, be so fun to be able to and go she's, down and watch her. She's coming off a knee injury that yep. she sustained last August. Uh-huh. Is she healthy? Is she good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's almost 100%, okay. so she's looking good. Uh, awesome. She's been through it before. She had a knee surgery at Utah, came back really strong. Other so. knee or same knee? Other knee. Okay. So I've wow. seen her do it before and come back stronger, so uh, I'm hoping for the same. That's outstanding. Yeah. Both of you back for your senior seasons. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Let's go, man. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma right now. We're just going to pile it on. I'll take it all. Yeah, yes. for this I'll whole team and Thank those you. eight, on, not man. six seniors, right? Yeah. Go do something magical. Yeah.
We appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Coming up, hard work, prayer, and baked beans. Triple jumper Ricky Fantroy Jr. attributes his success to those three. So let's see if we can't add the karma in there. And a national writer from The Athletic questions if BYU football has enough playmakers on offense to be successful, specifically against that big first four. This is BYU Sports Nation. We're rolling on a Friday. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation just spoke with Yoli Childs. How would he define a magical season? You should download the podcast if you missed that conversation. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines for a second time. Starting with this. 24 hours later. Yep, still awesome. Yoli Childs of BYU Basketball holding a news conference yesterday, officially announcing his return to the program for his senior season wants to be the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year says it'll take both effort and overall intensity to get that done. West Coast Conference men's basketball matchups are out. BYU will play Santa Clara at home once, Pacific on the road once, and of course the other seven teams twice, home and road, which is a part of a 16-game conference slate. The non-conference schedule should be announced in the next couple of weeks, according to assistant coach Cody Figger. Mary Lake of BYU Women's Volleyball. Covers how much of the globe, Jerem? Uh, 82%. Okay. The other uh, 18%. Well, Oceans account for 82%. Mary Lake accounts for the other 18%. <laughs> She's named the Team USA Volleyball Nation's 14-player roster for the upcoming matches against South Korea, Germany, and Brazil. Now, here's the fun part. These matches take place in the U.S. of A, June 4th through the 6th in Lincoln, Nebraska. Hopefully Mitch Matthews will go. And on the men's side of the Volleyball Nations League roster... The captain is Taylor Sanders for Team USA. How about that? Jake Langlois there, number two USA, playing number one Brazil. Team USA down two sets to none. They've lost the first two, 25-22 against Brazil in Poland. Set three on deck. Hey, not over until it's over. We haven't talked to Taylor in a while. We should probably talk to him soon. Good luck, guys. The Athletic released a preview for BYU football and the Cougars' upcoming season. In the finals assessment of the article, author Chantel Jennings wrote the following, and I quote, The offense returns nine starters but doesn't have go-to playmakers at running back or wide receiver, and its starting quarterback didn't go through spring ball, end quote. Is this a doomsday quote? Jerem, does BYU have enough offensive playmakers on that side of the ball to be successful? I think so. They're still pretty much young and developing, or if they're kind of older, we haven't seen enough to go, yes, there's not a Cody Hoffman after a junior season where you go, that guy's the guy. No, they got a Matt Bushman, though. Or Mitch Matthews. Now, here's the thing with um, Matt Bushman. His numbers have not been eye-popping. He's not showing up in the preseason magazines. They don't have that kind of guy. But in the last six games that Matt played, he averaged 17 yards of catch last year. Highlighted by 6-4-92 and a touchdown against Utah. Was Utah's defense good? I can't remember. This is in, yes. Um, So in terms of proven playmakers, I feel like we think Zach Wilson is one. Lopini Katoa had eight touchdowns and averaged 5.6 yards per carry last year. I think that Lopini is an incumbent playmaker. Is he a guy that's going to be awesome in the first four? We'll we'll see. Okay, People I want to see more consistently be a playmaker. Aleva Hifo. 
70-yard touchdown catch against Western Michigan was amazing. But he's only had five games of 50-plus yards in three seasons. Okay, so a little more from Aleva. He did have 148 against a terrible ECU defense in 2017. That was his best game. I think he's the guy that catches the five-yard hitch and goes to the house. I would love to see that more. We've yet to see that. Right. A single time, right? Um, Talon Shumway had two touchdowns against UMass. It's UMass, but it's two touchdowns. He had five catches for 110 against Utah State, albeit in a blowout. Um, but Shumway's a guy that can be a deep threat. I'm hoping these guys emerge as playmakers. Okay. Tyson Williams. Yes. Okay. Running back, the grad transfer uh, from North Carolina and South Carolina. Moroni Laulu Pututau. Love that. Tied in. And Gunnar Romney. These are the guys that I think are in the, the bin of playmakers of possibility. Well, what's enough? You know, I, I want to know what, what qualifies as enough playmakers well, for but, a national writer that doesn't know BYU as well as we do. Right. What qualifies? Because I look at this list and I say, okay, Zach Wilson, Matt Bushman, Oleva Hifo, Talon Shumway, Tyson Williams, MLP, Gunnar Romney. Like, to me, I feel like out of that group, there will be enough, starting with the quarterback. And I know he didn't compete in spring ball but again, Chantel doesn't know Zach like we know Zach. Zach is a different beast. Yes. Mentally and physically for that matter. And those are hard to quantify. And what have I, what have I been spewing forth from this Ram Yumptum about the quantifying success stat? Pass efficiency. Yes. Yes. Remember? So his 157 gave us a taste of what he could be. Granted, he played one power five, right? It's going to be different when you go back to back to back to back, uh, three or four at home, which is great. I think BYU will have enough playmakers, but enough to do what? Enough to go eight and five? Yeah, is that successful? I, I feel like BYU will have these guys. But she's right. It's a it's a valid question because right now you look at the, the who's there and you look at the stats and you look who's coming back and you go, there's not a guy besides you think Zach where you go, oh, for sure it's that guy. I think we think a lot of these guys could be those yeah. guys. Yeah. So that so that's the intrigue. And the worry, right, going into the season is, well, who's it going to be? A reality check for sure. And how about this reality check with the countdown? The countdown to the youths. 90 days away. That's one of those syncopated weird ones. I hope Vocal Point was watching. (laughs) That was solid. That was solid. That was, and we did not rehearse that until literally we went off camera. We're like, what are we doing? (laughs) Coming up. Shout out to the Kafusis, by the way, Bronson and Corbin. Oh, number 90. Yeah, good pull. Coming up, how are uh, Team USA and Taylor Sander doing in Poland right now in the Volleyball Nations League, and can they pull off the upset? And Ricky Fantroy Jr. has brought his swag into studio. Oh, yeah. We've got a little something for him, too, before he goes to Nationals. This is BYU Sports Nation. And we checked with Compliance. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You don't watch the show live? It's okay. It's 2019. That means it's on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on BYU Radio's app or where podcasts are found. Welcome back to the show. Happy Friday, everyone. Final day of May. I felt like yesterday was a Friday. There was so much juice to the day. Yeah. I was like, oh, sweet. And then I was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It's okay because the Friday granted us. Double Friday. Yoli Childs and an athlete who just qualified for nationals in the triple jump with a career best jump. How did he do it? Well, he credited hard work, prayer, and something else. Man, I tell you. 
a little bit of hard work. That's all that is. A little bit of hard work, a little bit of prayer, some baked beans. That's all it is to it. Ain't nothing else to it. <laughs> baked beans. Baked beans, the key. <laughs> Ricky Fantroy Jr., BYU track and field triple jump specialist going to nationals. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Baked beans, huh? What's the story there? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm glad I came here so I can finally explain this. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so what happened was, so a week before we actually left for regionals, uh, I had made myself a dinner every night, uh, and it consisted of baked chicken, onion, bell pepper, uh, mashed potatoes, and a little bit of, a little bit of baked beans. Mm-hmm. Now, Sounds good. Wait, can we come over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can come over every, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know what I'm saying? I cook it up. But the, thing, <laughs> but the problem about this one was that uh, it was just so good that I had it for a whole week. Mm-hmm. Now, with that, that <laughs> I just had to, you know, give a little credit where credit is due. So, you know, when I had that little cameo, it's just like, oh, well, let me shout out Baked Beans real quick, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> well, we've got a little something for you. Well, we've got some really? Baked Beans. I don't know if you had enough. <laughs> we checked with compliance. We can give this to you. Uh, and they're, they're ready to go. I think these are, uh, they're 98% fat-free, high in fiber, which I wow. think you need for nationals probably. Oh, yeah. So no, for sure. This is our gift to you for nationals. There it Ricky. is. Look at that. Baked beans. <laughs> Thick and rich. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thick and rich. going to help you on the triple jump. Yeah. It was great to touch. No, just kidding. Yeah. So, so you qualify for nationals. Was this mm-hmm. something that you expected to do? It, obviously, it was a goal, but mm-hmm. was this like, oh, yeah, I did it. Next, let's go. Or was it like, yeah, I did this. Uh, a little bit of both, actually. So um, at the beginning of the year, you know, we each sit down with coach and we talk about like what the plan's going to be for the year, uh, how we're going to map out uh, our PRs and training and things like that. And so at the beginning of the year, that was our plan. So what we were going to do is we were going to have a good indoor, you know, kind of set the bar there. And then uh, when we transition outdoor, we would uh, jump. The first meet was to get to regionals. And... Um, I kind of was struggling at that point because I was going through some injuries. I had a torn, uh, a pulled hamstring. Mm. And so that was a little bit tough at the beginning. But um, as with the year progressed, you know, I was getting better and better and I was getting a little bit stronger and things like that. Um, but, you know, kind of having an injury, I was a little bit mental. I was in my head. I was just like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Am I, gonna, am I really going to make nationals? You know, but uh, so when regionals had come around, uh, coach was just telling me she was just like, she's like, dog get out of your head. You know, you're being really mental about this. You know, you've done the training, you've worked hard all summer. You're ready to go. You're ready to do this. Let's just go get it. And I was just like, all right, then bet. And so I was just, I just went out there and I just sent it. And like the first, the first jump was pretty good. It kind of set me up. And then, you know, the second one, we were, it was a little bit off, you know, it was kind of windy, but you know, that third jump, we just finally took it and just flew and somehow PR'd and I was just like all right snuck in there and so now we're going to nationals so did you know I mean did you know in the midst of that third jump okay this is gonna be really good like when when did you know wow that was awesome I knew as soon as the number came up on the board because I got out the pit and I was just like oh well that's like 43 feet or something I don't know what that is but I got out and it was actually like it was 51 and it was a PR and I was I was really excited about that I was happy uh well what happened was my captain my team captain Derek Sorensen and uh one of my teammates Andrew Stewart they got up and they were just like let's go and I was just like what are y'all yelling at why are y'all yelling simmer down but (laughs) they were just excited that I had PR'd and it bumped me up to seventh so it was it was it was fun it was cool that's incredible and that's next week in Austin yeah which is pretty cool because you're from McKinney in yep. the Metroplex. So what does that mean to you to go back to Texas for Nationals? 
Uh, it means the world to me, you know. Um, it's been a while, actually, since I've seen, like, my family and, like, you know, my mom's going to be there. And, you know, she's told the whole world about it. So, she, you know, everybody's from, you know, McKinney is going to be there. So, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, I've jumped on that track, like, more than, like, five times. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. you know, for, like, state championships. At UT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you won, you won the uh, triple jump in high school, did you not? Yes. Was yes, it on uh, that track? It was. Okay. Yep. Our state meet is in Austin, Texas. Okay. So lining up. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so the same pit and everything. The same. Yep. Wow. Everything's going to be the same. Wow. So That's cool. Just got to treat it. Yep. When and how did BYU pop on your radar out of McKinney, Texas as a destination spot for you to come to? And here you are a part of the number four team in the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess, like, the way it happened was uh, Coach Perkins, my coach now, contacted me uh, after my junior year of jumping, and I had performed pretty well. I was jumping, like, 48s and stuff, and she was just like, hey, you know, see, you're doing good. You know, you ever heard of Brigham Young University? And I was just, and you know, coming from uh, a non-LDS home, I, I really wasn't sure about, you know, what BYU was or where it was or what Utah was. Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, but, yeah, she was calling me. She was telling me about it. And so, you know, I was just like, me and my mom talked about it. And we were like, you know, it could be it could be a cool school. It could be a good idea. So we came up here, and um, we had our visit, and everyone was really nice. And, you know, uh, Coach Perkins, she was great, the team. I love the team. Um, and it was just like a really good atmosphere. Uh, the academics are incredible here, you know. And just like I felt like here is somewhere where, like, I could be happy, you know. Because, you know, like in college sports, um, it's about getting the job done, you know. Uh, so... When I was here, I felt like I could do that, but, you know, I would have, you know, a, a good state of mind, too, like, with everything else. So, and that's basically why I chose it, you know, besides, like, you know, all the money and, and things like that. So, it was it was a good experience all sure. around. So You can eat, eat all the baked beans you want here. You yeah, can, you can just get them at the store. You guys sell them like, yeah. like I'm candy. Right? These are, Thick and rich. Yeah, yeah, these are really unique to yeah. Provo. <laughs> Uh, what, what will be the key to being uh, having a great jump at nationals next week in Austin? Um, I would just say doing everything that I've done all year. You know, not changing things up. So the same food. Yes, the same, same food, meals. The same exact diet. Nothing changes. But, Are you going to eat the same meal next week since it worked? Possibly. You know, you can't change up. Once you find something that works, you got you to stick with it. Okay. Oh, that might, it might yeah. be the case. But, yeah, but no. But just, like, going out there and competing, you know. Once you get there, you're there. So you might as well just, like, go and compete with those guys just send it like you said exactly gotta be like jerry just send it yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right um let's give you some byu sports nation karma here's how it works you're already a really good athlete we invite really good athletes often onto the program yeah and you perform just a little bit better with the byu sports nation karma awesome sounds good to me so you're gonna go from here to here we have a documented history of all of this really yeah all right we would also like you to sign our sailor coog flag we don't have anybody from mckinney so okay. This, this we need a McKinney first. representative. Hey, yeah, we need some right. Texas flavor Send it, there. Ricky, on the flag. And I love the shirts they have, by the way. It says raise the raise tide. Raise the tide. Yeah. Love it. We're still waiting for ours. Also beat, <laughs> also beat the tide, right? They're going to be there, too. Beat yes. them. Okay, coming up, Team USA versus Brazil, the top two volleyball teams in the world. Taylor Sander performing in that match. We'll update it after the break. All right, signature's in. Also, the Toronto Raptors are in the NBA Finals. What do they have to do with today's rise and shout-out? This is BYU Sports Nation. Paul Pierce thinks it's over. 
Shout out to today's guests, Yoli Childs, senior BYU basketball player, and Ricky Fantroy Jr., who just qualified for the triple jump at Nationals and the NCAA. This has been an outstanding show. Show's on demand via the podcast and BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Yoli Childs held the press conference yesterday, as seen and heard on BYU Sports Nation here, to announce his return to BYU Hoops for his senior year. He also joined us on the show today. He told us BYU's trying to do what everyone thinks they can. WCC men's hoops matchups out for all to see. BYU will play Santa Clara at home once and Pacific on the road once. Every other team in the conference they have a home and road with part of a 16-game conference slate. This is the second year the WCC has done this. And the dates will be announced in August, non-con for BYU in the next couple weeks. Yes. Volleyball. The third week in a row, Mary Lake is on the active roster for the USA Senior Women's National Team Volleyball Nations League squad of 14 players. The Americans come home to play Tuesday through Thursday in Lincoln, Nebraska. And on the men's side, the Volleyball Nations League roster includes Captain Taylor Sander and Jake Langlois as number two USA takes on number one seed Brazil in Poland. Brazil leads the match two sets to none. The USA currently trails Brazil in the third set, 15-11. to 11. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies scored 13 points in an 85-67 Zalgiris win over Ritas in game two of the Lithuanian League finals. Game three tomorrow. Elijah Bryan and Hopwell Eilat seek to extend their playoff run today in Israel against New Ziona, or is it New Ziona, in the Israel Winning League quarterfinals. New Ziona Williamson. The series tied one game apiece. And Charles Abuel scored 11, grabbed six boards in a 97-78 loss to Bloy to Ruin in the French League quarterfinals. I don't know how to pronounce Bloy these, to Ruin. these yeah, French teams. <laughs> Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund went two for four with an RBI and a run scored in a Salt Lake B's 13-7 loss to the Fresno Grizzlies. And Michael Rucker was reassigned to AA with the Tennessee Smokies yesterday. Rucker pitched in one game in AAA, giving up a hit and striking out one batter in two innings. He'll be back. Today's rise and shout-outs now. For me, Jerem, it goes to the Toronto Raptors collectively and their entire city for welcoming the NBA Finals and getting their first Finals win. Also, to Drake, who showed up in an autographed Dell Curry jersey, who used to play for the Raptors. That's next-level trolling, my friend. Well, Dell, yeah, and Dell was there. Yeah, uh-huh. great. Mine goes to the BYU volleyball teams, because why would a team that has no beaches be great at volleyball? The fact that BYU has built... Uh, an empire of tremendous volleyball programs is incredible. And we're seeing that manifest with Team USA right now. Obviously, Mary Lake with the women, Taylor Sander, Jake Langlois, and Ben Patch with the men. Very cool. Oh, outstanding. Love it. We have a reason to root for Team USA on several levels. Our question of the day, what does BYU basketball need to accomplish this season to make it truly magical? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years at Colonel underscore James 83. Says, with the emphasis on the word truly, my ultra blue goggles say national champs, baby. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Brett Jepson. We'll see you on Monday for more BYU Sports Nation at noon Eastern. Go Cougs.